0: I'd like to to begin tonight giving you a message from our beloved Papa Ron, who could not be with us tonight. So he and I were speaking this morning, and really the teaching came to me today in a conversation with him. So I actually recorded his message. So we're going to begin today by listening. I I hope you can hear it, and then I, I will elaborate.
1: To the ending of today's Gospel, Jesus proclaimed that everyone will be salted with fire. We, in Love Crucified, have been taught that the fire of the Holy Spirit, the fire that Jesus is referring to here, is found in the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And so by living the path, working the path, we come into the fire. We are salted with the fire. Jesus continues by saying, salt is a good thing, but if the salt becomes insipid, how can you season it again? We all know what insipid salt is. So Jesus tells us, have salt in yourselves. But if the salt is coming from the fire, that the closer we get to the fire, then the better tasting the salt. One thing is very clear, we have to be studying living the path daily. It's not an extra, it's a vocation that we have embraced. As a love crucified member, we're called by God. So if we responded to the call to be a mother of the cross, a missionary of the cross, that means we responded to what we recognize as God's will for us. Our path to sanctity comes when we look only to do God's will. So if something is going to distract us or take a lot of time from our lives that is not part of God's will for us, then we are not living in God's will. And that's exactly what the devil tries to do all the time. He tries to pull us away from God's will by presenting something as a way of maybe reaching more people, maybe as a way of proclaiming the gospel in a greater way, and our struggle is that following God's will and love crucified, we are not called to be renowned and famous. We are called to be hidden. So when we are called outside of God's will, we should easily be able to recognize it. If it's not to live in the path or to proclaim the path, we should be easily recognize that the evil one is calling us away from God's will and away from the fire. The other observation that I recently was given by the Holy Spirit is Many of the prophecies that have been made concerning the end times is that there would be great healings taking place. Christ, when he was present on earth, was very caught up with the healings that were prophesied in the Old Testament. Restoring sight to the blind, the lame walking again. There was a great connection between Christ and physical healings. If we are coming closer to the end times and the prophecy is that healings will take place again, then where are they taking place? In love crucified. In the healing of our souls. In the healing of our disordered tendencies. In the healing of our emotions and fears the greatest illnesses that exist in the world today are not physical they are emotional billions and billions of dollars are created in an industry that is trying to resolve and heal the emotional fears and problems of the world today the simple past makes possible Christ walking on earth again, healing people. But this time, the healings are emotional. The healings are personal. The healings come from within, and those who work the path, they're given from outside of community. And our mission, given to us by Christ, was to make the simple path No. why so that people could be healed we need to distinguish between those who are called to be the hidden martyrs of love because Christ himself had said that community will be small but he did not limit the healings that people would receive through following the simple path to just the members of the community And so, our mission is to bring the knowledge of the simple path to those that are suffering emotionally. Amen. Thank you, Father.
0: So tonight, I'd like to continue with what we just heard from Father Ron. I I hope that you could have heard it. It was kind of low. But anyways, we will begin then from today's Gospel. Mark 9, verse 49. Everyone will be salted with fire. And this, as a community, immediately brings us to chapter 4 of the path. The path that the Lord has given to this community brings us into the fire in the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the fire of the Holy Spirit not only close to the fire, but to be consumed in the fire, so that we become the light and the salt in the world. I'm going to read to you a few, some of lines from the beginning, just the beginning of Chapter 4. This for you is on page 173. If Some of you are looking at the newest edition. I think Colombia, if they have it in the Internet, it would be on page 183. Our path says, and this was an experience I was giving, how difficult it has been to let go of my reputation, to let go of how others perceive me, like me, or accept me. This has been a long and difficult process for me. I now realize how much my attachment to my reputation is connected to the lies I have come to believe about myself. My low self-image has kept me in bondage to the need of pleasing everyone, to doing what is right in the eyes of others in order to be accepted, liked, and loved by all. What I am describing here, my family is really everybody. And the purification of this fire that the gospel speaks to us about is a a deep purification in the sacred heart of Jesus. It is the fire of God's love that wants to purify everything in us that is not In the image and likeness of God, which is pure love. So nobody here can tell that they have completed this path. It is impossible. We will be being purified, hopefully, till the last breath we take here on earth. It goes on to say our path. Tenderly, the Lord continues to lead me through the difficult process of crucifying with him my attachment to my reputation. Now, notice our path says it's a difficult process because it is. And many times, even within the community, because it is so difficult, and if anybody in this community is not finding the path (coughs) difficult, it's because then you're not really yet quite living it and working through it. This difficult process, it says, it brings us to become, for me, the new woman so that the new woman can emerge, the woman who has been deeply touched and embraced by love and now has the freedom and courage to love others as God has loved her. In Mexico, in this talk I gave you, I mentioned meekness of heart. And I mentioned how meekness of heart is a person that enters the freedom of the spirit to receive love and be loved. A love that does not fear to touch and be touched. All of this is the work of the path if any of us, which I feel most of us, did not receive enough um, touch by our mother and our father, the tenderness of a mother, if, if the tenderness of our own mothers was wounded and we didn't receive that affection, in Spanish, cariño, we have been affected. And therefore, our ability many times... To love by touching is wounded. And that has to be purified in us. We have to again be able to receive the love by touch. Some people have a very difficult time receiving a hug. That is a woundedness in us. That has to be purified because that means we can't receive the love God is giving us through the embrace of another. All of this is how we become and remain salt in the world. Father Ron said and the Lord says in the Gospel, because even if you we are salt, the salt can become um what's the word used in the gospel? Insipid. In- 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 Insipid. In- a- and that means at some point we stopped allowing ourselves to remain in the fire, to remain in the purification. So in order for us to truly become salt and remain salt, we must remain in the fire. A love that does not fear to touch and be touched, to embrace and be embraced, and to gaze deeply in the eyes of others. Have you ever been with someone or you yourselves who struggle to look into the eyes of another person or you feel uncomfortable if someone is gazing into your eyes? There is a blockage there. That needs to be purified. A love that has the freedom to speak the truth. Wow. How difficult is that? What a biggie that is. True love speaks the truth. A love that is vulnerable and intimate and ultimately, as the Lord has said to me from the beginning, a love that is willing to be misunderstood, judged, and persecuted. Our path goes on to say, the path in the Sacred Heart will bring us to a complete dying of our old selves. A dying of our own perceptions, prejudices, desires, tendencies. A dying to our self-righteousness that is so hidden. As the Holy Spirit exposes the lies that have become part of who we are, the the older sons of the prodigal son living in each of us, that needs to be exposed. And finally, at the, towards the end of this first part, at the beginning of chapter 4, it says, God in his infinite love for each of us will permit many situations in our lives where the resentful saint that hides behind our desires to be good and virtuous will be exposed. Many situations. How are we purified in the fire of the Sacred Heart? Through our everyday dealings with spouses, with children, with employee employers, with each other. All of those diff- situations is where we have the opportunity to be purified and become salt. In today's gospel, uh, in this week's gospel, we also read this. This was from Mark chapter 8, verse 34 to 35. Our Lord says, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake in the Gospels will save it. I think that everybody knows these two verses at least in this community well. But I still say that most people really have no idea what it means to lose our lives or even how to begin how to lose our life. How how does a person actually die completely to self so that a new person can emerge? This is the gift of the path. It's the how-to. How to lose our lives. This path Is completely connected to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the scriptures. God in his infinite mercy for us has given us a how-to manual to help us live the gospel. Not just read the gospel, not just think these are nice, beautiful words from the Lord, but how do they mean? How how does a person die? That's what this, this path is all about. The path is what brings us to lose our lives. The path teaches us, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to die to the old women and men, the men and women living in the bondage, that's each of us, of the lies we have come to believe about ourselves that we don't even know. As long as we live a lie of who we are, we cannot be the salt of the world, nor the light of the world, because love is truth. The path of God brings us in very concrete ways from darkness into the light until we each become one with the light. To be the salt of the world is to be emotionally healthy. When we are sick emotionally, which we all are, we cannot spice up The lives of others. We cannot bring the flavor of the spirit to each of our families, environments, and surroundings. So I'd like to focus tonight on what does it mean to deny ourselves as revealed to us in our path. In number 66 of our path it says this, you choose to live each day according to what is most difficult not what is easiest if we go to chapter 3 for a few moments of our path page 189 I think it's but not for, for Colombia I think it's another page but it says this now we must face a more difficult task to expose the lies that we believe about ourselves so that we can know the truth of who we are. This is difficult, because Satan planted those lies in our wounds, and we have integrated them into our personalities, and into the way we see ourselves. They have defined our identity. The problem is that it's a false identity we live. We have also covered up these lies with a false humility. For example, it says, If I believe the lie that tells me I am good for nothing, I am not lovable, I may think that acting as such is being humble. But not only that, if any of us have believed the lies that we are not lovable, I have sometimes through the years, many women have asked me, Lourdes, why is it that I keep entering the wrong type of relationship with the wrong kind of men? What is wrong here? That is the perfect example of someone who is living, but yet consciously they don't know it yet, the lie that I am not lovable. So because we believe that I am not lovable, I am going to find a man that doesn't have the capacity to love me because I'm not lovable. And we reenter and we keep ourselves in the circle of that, dysfunction and toxic relationships I think everyone either ourselves were in cycles of toxic relationships at some point in our lives or we know many people that have been in these toxic relationships that is living a lie living in our woundedness the path comes to spring to bring us free to set us free Then there's one line that really struck me today as I pondered chapter 4. And these words are from Henry Nowen, Father Henry Nowen. He said, without trust, I cannot let myself be found. Think about that, my family. I cannot let myself be found. I realized that's what the apostles were doing This week, when we read from Mark chapter 9, the Lord tells the apostles for the second time, the Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days, he will rise. Now listen carefully what the gospel tells us. But they did not understand the saying, and they were off. Afraid to ask him. I thought, what? I don't ever remember that one line. That's the beauty of the gospel. That's how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. I said, this is incredible. The apostles didn't want to ask him. Why? Because they didn't like what he was saying. What Jesus was saying, they couldn't receive. They wanted to avoid it. Because it didn't follow their plans, their desires. We do the exact same thing. Why, then, is it so important? In Chapter 3 of the path, I don't have time. I had all this down for you, and I realized I'm running out of time. But I'm going to give it to you as a homework. Please go back to Chapter 3, pages 100 to 101 how our wounds are healed. The path teaches us that in order to be healed, we must, we must, absolutely must, ask questions. We must ask, why? What happened to me? Why am I acting this way? Why am I hiding? Why am I so scared? Why did I do that? Why did I yell at that person? Why was I so affected when that person said that to me? I was pierced. Why? You see, whenever we ask questions, it's because we want to go there. The path teaches us that in order for the Holy Spirit to have permission to enter our wounds to purify us, we must Ask questions. It is the opening of the door of our heart to the Holy Spirit to enter and to give us the answers that are going to set us free. So I'll let you do that homework. Our human nature, just like the apostles, is to want to avoid situations that make us feel uncomfortable. That's why. Not everybody likes this path. People will begin to read this path and say, I don't want to read this. Why? Because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Because it's not a book to read, it's a life to live. And it's difficult. It's not easy. Even in this community. I would say the majority of the men in our community have a hard time. It's uncomfortable for them. How do we avoid? How do each of us not go there by not asking questions? Think about it, what I just said. Whenever we are open, interested to go there, we will be automatically open to asking how, why, when. So the apostles don't ask because what the Lord is saying makes them feel uncomfortable. It goes against where they want to go, the success they want to accomplish, the plans they have already made, their own desires. The gospel goes on to tell us that they then get to Capernaum. And what do the apostles do? They argue with each other about who is the greatest. You see, they didn't ask the Lord questions because, I mean, if they really were listening to the Lord, they would be asking, what do you mean you're going to die? What does that mean, Jesus? When is this going to happen? What's going to happen to us? That is opening themselves to the truth of what the Lord is telling them. But the thing is, my family, that each and every one of us do the exact same thing. And we're still doing it. And the Holy Spirit wants to show us how. So we begin Lent next week. And I think normally when we think of denying ourselves something for Lent, at least I, for years and years and years, I think of chocolate. (laughs) Because I love chocolate. (laughs) So I would always deny myself something that I love, which is chocolate, desserts, TV, Cigarettes, alcohol, and yet the path teaches us we need to deny ourselves something much deeper and much harder, even chocolate, and that is we need to deny ourselves our disordered tendencies. The things that we automatically do that are easiest for us, we need to deny ourselves. I'm going to give you an example because I can only teach by showing you how I live the path. A few weeks ago... Father Ron told me, Lourdes, you have some hidden resentments. I said, what? Yes, you have hidden resentments. I didn't see it. The other thing he told me, he said, you're like a turtle who goes into her shell. <laughs> that I saw automatically. But I had a situation, like we learned in the past, in my everyday living, in my family. And it was a situation where I was confronted Within family, sometimes, either our spouses or our children can be harsh. They can be kind of tough. I think that's part of our everyday family life. And I learned something. It took days, you see. I had to go days and days before the Blessed Sacrament saying, questioning, what's wrong? Why am I having difficulty loving this person? What's wrong with me? Why am I reacting this way? I don't understand. Father Ron said to me, you reacted. You did not act. I didn't get it. I didn't get what he was telling me. A sister in the community, I was giving her accompaniment, and I love it. When she gave me accompaniment, it happens all the time. I was so happy. She said something to me. And I, and I kept it in my heart. And I still didn't quite understand, but I kept praying. I kept asking the questions. I promise you, my family, when we do that, and we ask and ask, the answers come. And a beautiful revelation came to me. I have lived all my life, because of my woundedness and the harshness of my mother, I became a passive-aggressive person which means I was t- totally silent on the outside, like the turtle that goes inside her shell. But because I lost my voice and I would never defended myself nor spoke the truth, the aggressiveness is that I held resentment. That pattern of dealing, especially in a situation, what that triggers for me, harshness. Harshness will bring me to become the turtle. But because I don't voice in a healthy way what is really happening to me, resentment enters my heart. Here comes to life another gospel of this week. When Jesus Christ says, be careful, my apostles. Do not let the leaven of the Pharisees enter your heart resentment is the leaven, how do I live my Lent, how do I have to deny myself, I must deny my tendency to remain quiet, I have to deny myself that tendency, and I have to push myself to act in the spirit, which is with great tenderness, and love, and patience, confront the people I mostly love and tell them how their behavior has affected me. In that way, the leaven of resentment does not enter my heart, and I break the bondage of a passive-aggressive personality. This is one example. Each of you and have many. So I'm giving you the homework a week before Lent to see What it is each of us really need to deny and work really hard this Lent at. You need to work hard with your spiritual accompaniments. Where are your wounds? Where are the lies? What are each and every one of our disordered tendencies? And we need to this Lent more than ever work on denying ourselves that. And I will come to the end. Before I get there, I I just want, because this might help you for Lent, Each of you must also ask the question, what is my usual reaction in order to avoid going to a place I don't like? What is my usual reaction in order to avoid situations or people that I don't necessarily want to go there? When my wife, husband, accompaniment, friend, gives me self-knowledge And I don't want to enter that process. How do I avoid it? How do each of us avoid the process of the path? And last, Father Ron mentioned mission. The mission of every mother and missionary of the cross. In Mexico, I spoke a lot about identity. But I realized something. We can actually receive the identity and reject the mission. And that was like a revelation for me. This is what I said about our identity. Our identities as missionaries of the cross and mothers of the cross is to become love through the path given to us by God. Our identity is in the identity of Christ and Mary as victims of love. We exist to praise and glorify the Father as we live our identities as victims of love, suffering all with Christ solely for love. So what is our mission? Our mission must be to ponder the path daily and to work the path, not read the path, work the path. Just like people have to work the 12-step programs of Alcoholics Anonymous, we have to work the steps of the path in order to become that new creation, the salt of the world. We need to suffer the path, and we need to proclaim and propagate this path to as many souls as we can. We need to bring the healing grace of Christ contained in the path to the church and world. This is our mission. And so we can feel that we're living our identity and yet the mission might be a little difficult because we're really not committed to living the path. And then we might want to see if we're finding ourselves propagating a lot of other things and not the path, Like, that's what Father Ron was trying to say. We're following not the will that God has given us, but our own will. So this, we need to think about these things. I think especially, maybe this was um, what I gave tonight, was an entrance into the retreat we're about to enter here in the United States. So, I end here, and I thank all of you for being here. I thank all of you for... Receiving this identity and mission and for persevering. So, God bless you for tonight.